Well, hello everyone. Here we are once again for another episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. We welcome you who are listening from any state in the United States of America. And we also welcome listeners from several countries around the world. Yes, several countries around the world. I hope and pray that your day is going just the way God intended it to and that it's working out for your good. In Southern Virginia, we're coming to you on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400 on your AM dial, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You may also listen to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Now, if you would like this or any other episode or broadcast, you want to hear it again, you can always find my podcast by searching The C.D. Hodges. That is search The C.D. Hodges on iTunes or just click on that little purple podcast player icon on your smart device. Search The C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, we're exactly one week away from the country's general election, and uh, this time next week the country will have voted for either the incumbent president, President Donald Trump, or his challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, I believe I've said this before, and uh, even if I have, I want to say it again. There is no one perfect way to vote, voting Republican or Democrat does not move you closer to or further from God. Each party, each party, each candidate may offer something particular that weighs heavy in our estimation, in our interest, whatever those interests may be. And certainly no one is going to hell based on their vote. Please believe me, no one is going to hell based on their vote. So all the so-called Christians who are trying to convince people that you don't really know God unless you vote one way or the other, cut it out, stop it. That's just not so. And uh, hopefully the information we presented to you over the last couple of weeks on kingdom voting uh, by Dr. Tony Evans, I hope that benefited some of you and helped you figure some things out. You know, sometimes it's just very helpful to hear somebody who has some things figured out and who has studied some things. It's just helpful to have those people to articulate our feelings and thoughts. Sometimes those people can say what we're thinking and what we're feeling, but they're just so much articulate, uh, so much more articulate in saying it. Uh, we lend our ears and our hearts to them, allow them to present their findings to us. Uh, we just might find that that person, they, they will say it in a comprehensive, logical way that connects all the dots, places all the pieces of the puzzle, or most of the pieces of the puzzle together for us anyhow. So when you vote, just keep in mind that believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we align ourselves with God and his word and not a political party. We align ourselves with God and his word and not a political party. I want you to hear that. That is crucial, critical.
All right. So this week, I want to take a look at some pandemic-inspired thinking and feeling uh, that I have uh, in in my mind right now. Uh, this pandemic is weighing heavy on some folks. It's really throwing some folks for a loop. You never thought life would turn out this way. And because of that, we're experiencing some feelings, some emotions, some conditions uh, that we may not have expected. So I want to talk about that uh, for a few minutes, if you don't mind. And uh, I call it pandemic-inspired thinking and feeling. Uh, that's what we're experiencing in our homes, on our jobs. Can't go to work, must stay at home. You just can't roam around freely like we did this time last year. And so now we have to deal with some pandemic-inspired thinking and feeling. And you know, whatever you think about this pandemic, I don't think that anyone will doubt that it does weigh heavy on a whole lot of us. It does weigh heavy on a whole lot of people's minds and hearts. You know, we've heard everything from COVID-19 is a hoax, which has definitely proven itself to be false. It is not a hoax, folks. But we've heard everything from COVID-19 is a hoax to COVID-19 deaths are very few because uh, uh, it, it's just not killing that many people. Uh, we've heard that many people have uh, uh, discounted the seriousness or in our experience, many people have discounted the seriousness of COVID-19 because the death rate is less than 1%. As a matter of fact, the death rate, uh, man, it's hovering somewhere around one half of 1%. So the death rate is really, really no low, even compared to the flu season every year. You know, I viewed some stats from my own state of Virginia. And in the major cities in the state of Virginia, the number of cases were running in the thousands, two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand. But deaths were averaging, again, less than half of 1%. Less than half of 1%. And, you know, we make a big deal out of that. And that doesn't sound like much unless it's you, your family member, or someone you love and care for who dies. Then COVID has the strange distinction of causing death to a disparate number of black citizens. And that's for several unproven reasons. On top of that, COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on the economy. So we've got all of these things we deal with. We've got the different views and perspectives on COVID-19. We have the, the, the strange distinction of killing more black citizens than other ethnicities. Uh, on top of that, COVID-19 has just uh, walked all over and trampled the economy. Uh, loss of jobs, loss of homes, etc., etc., etc. list goes on. Uh, we've entered into some serious financial trouble. So many of us. Schools were closed. They're just now reopening. And we're still practicing social distances. My goodness. Some churches haven't even reopened yet. There are churches that have closed their doors. Church attendance is way down. Uh, various levels of government have threatened to fine and take other legal actions against churches that open and allow parishioners to come in to worship. Now, talk about uh, 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 pandemic-inspired thinking and feeling. Who would have ever thought that we would see the day when churches in the United States of America would be legally shut and people who attend them would be fined and jailed. 
as we used to say when I was growing up, who would have thunk it? You know, this is a day, a different day and time. This pandemic has placed us in a different day and time. And people are concerned about their futures. When will we be able to freely socialize again? Will I lose my job? I don't even have time uh, uh, to talk about the effects that sheltering in place. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't even have time to talk about the effects of sheltering in place and, and what that has uh, done to the hearts and the minds of the elderly, uh, and they were already they were already dealing with loneliness, and now their families, their their grandchildren, oh my goodness, their grandchildren can't even come visit them. You know, I would almost lose my mind. I'm almost losing my mind now. I can't see my G babies and can't hug them uh, as I would like to. And we're all still living in, in our right minds. And it, and it really does something to my heart when my granddaughter asks me nearly every morning, can you just come see me, G-Daddy? And uh, uh, But that's the impact of this pandemic and COVID-19. And, you know, it really reminds me of the rapper Grandmaster Flash and the Fierce Five and reminds me of their hit way back in 1982 when they coined the phrase, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. You know, so so this is this is real. It's real, folks. It's very real. And the real thing about it is that this pandemic is posing some serious emotional challenges on us. It's imposing some very serious emotional challenges on us. Uh, It's bringing up some extreme emotional responses in us. We've got to deal with different thinking. We've got to deal with different feeling. And, and, you know, and so for tonight's broadcast, for for this particular broadcast, I want to talk about some of those extreme emotional responses that we're dealing with. I want to talk about these. They, you know, I want to talk about a little bit about depression, fear, anxiety, and stress. You know, and these, I picked these out, out of everything else that could go on emotionally, out of everything else that could go on mentally and psychologically. I think these emotions, I think these responses bear speaking to, they bear speaking about depression, fear, anxiety and stress because all of the conditions that I have named so far everything that we've going through and I've only hit the tip of the iceberg I haven't even touched everything that's going on in people's homes in people's lives but it will certainly stir up it will certainly generate depression fear anxiety and stress and so I don't doubt that we've all heard of these emotional responses before and, and we have some familiarity with them. However, it's possible that because of the current conditions regarding the pandemic, it's very possible that more people may experience these emotional responses at a greater than usual or greater than normal level. And for some people, even to an extreme level. And we all deal with bouts of depression. You know, I just had a bad day, a mood swing. That's depression, folks. But in normal cases, we come right out of it. We all deal with fear sometimes. Uh, You know, you standing around talking, all of a sudden there's a loud bang. Everybody jumps. That's fear. But we come right out of it. 
We all deal with anxiety. We all deal with stress. You know, these are daily occurrences. But in normal situations, we come right out of it and we return to normal. But the pandemic is not a normal situation. It's not a normal condition. And we have some people who are going into these situations. We have some people who are experiencing these uh, emotional responses at an extreme level. And they're not coming out of it. So because of the pandemic, some people may not recognize these emotional responses either. You know, we, we attribute everything to the pandemic, but we just don't uh, uh, recognize how connected these things are. Some people may not even recognize the emotional responses that they're having that seem to be abnormal. They're not ordinary. And so because of the pandemic, people are just going to ignore how serious the situation really could be. And on top of all of that, on top of all of that, keep in mind also that the holiday season is fast approaching. We're just a few days from the month of November. This year is almost gone. 2020 is nearly gone. Just, 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 just two and a half months left. Not even two and a half months. Essentially two months left in this year. And the holiday season is quickly approaching. And depression, anxiety, fear, and stress, they usually increase for so many people around this time of year anyhow. So this time of year normally sees an increase in, in uh, extreme emotional responses. Now there's going to be any number of families who cannot afford to have their usual happy Thanksgiving holiday. Not going to be able to afford to buy their children their usually, usual complement of Christmas gifts and so forth and so on. We're not going to have the holidays like we normally do. We're not going to have those large Christmas parties. We're not going to have families coming from far and near to celebrate the holidays with us. And what I want to do here, I simply want to raise the level of awareness and bring to our attention that we have the perfect storm for some mental and some psychological challenges, even some mental and some psychological breakdowns. And if we're not careful, if we're not aware of what's going on, we could end up causing some hurt and disappointment to our families, to our friends, to our co-workers, etc., etc. And what do I mean by that? Because we're not aware of the extra, extra stressors. We're not aware, we don't recognize the unusual uh, stressors that we're dealing with. We may fly off the handle and say some things that we're going to regret, take some actions that we're going to be sorry for. Uh, we can end up causing some hurt and disappointment. So I want to define these right quick. Let me just say a few words about these right quick. Again, uh, I want to talk real quickly about depression, fear, anxiety, and stress. Uh, uh, and, and we'll get through these. But again, my purpose today, my purpose in this episode is simply to bring awareness that these are some kind of, these are some pretty different times and we need to be aware. Let's look at depression first. My working definition of depression is the blah, just don't feel up to it feeling that comes after the conditions and the circumstances of life have taken a toll on our souls, on our minds, and pressed out our strength for living. 
Okay, that's my working definition of depression. Works pretty good for me. It's just a blah feel, the blah feeling. I don't feel up to living. I don't feel up to it. After we've been dealing with life and circumstances and condition and, and all of these things, they just press on us and weigh us down. They take a toll on our souls. They take a toll on our minds. They take a toll on our hearts. And it seems like these situations and conditions just press us out of strength. And we run out of strength for living. That blah feeling that comes, that's depression. If you've ever felt like giving up, if you felt discouraged to the point that you can't find a good reason to go on, you had a run in with depression. If you came right out of it, thank God for that. But you had a run in with depression nonetheless. And, and I'm not giving you a clinical definition or a diagnosis right here. I'm not speaking to you as a doctor. I'm simply raising awareness. I want to give you some pointers to look for. This is just my general awareness statement. If this has been going on for a while in you and you can't seem to break free of it, it's time to get yourself some help. It is time to get yourself some help, please. If you've been experiencing something similar to this for a while and you really have withdrawn from people, you don't want to uh, 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 engage with people, you don't want to be around people, you don't want to live, don't want to go to work, you have trouble getting out of bed. Uh, uh, and especially, folks, especially if you have entertained thoughts of giving up or not living any longer, it's way past time for you to get some help. And think about this now. Think about this. Sometimes there's a biological basis for depression. Depression may have a genetic base to it for some people. It has something to do with your hormone levels. And that can be genetically impacted. And dealing with depression for some people means getting out and just basking in the sunshine. You'd be surprised at how well and how much the sunshine will do for you. Sunshine has a real effect on your mood and your body. But then for some more serious cases, some medication may be necessary. If you're experiencing these symptoms, if you have experienced these symptoms, you owe it to yourself to get yourself checked out. Please, you owe it to yourself to get yourself checked out. All right. Are you with me here? All right, and so uh, uh, fear and anxiety. So there's depression. There is depression, but there's also fear and anxiety. And I, I combine fear and anxiety because they run together. They're like siblings. They're like siblings. So fear and anxiety. <clears throat> fear is the distress that we feel because we perceive danger in a person, place, thing, or situation. Did you hear what I said? Fear is the distress we feel because we perceive danger. For some reason, we can walk down the street at daytime and not experience any fear, but walk down that same street at nighttime and we're, on, we're standing on edge, we're on edge, we speed up our walking, et cetera, et cetera, because we perceive danger. Of course, our perceptions are formed in large part based on our past experiences. And that goes a long way to determine just how real the fear is. 
In some situations, fear can be a really good thing. Fear can be a really good thing sometimes. It's not always negative. Fear convinces us to take some action to remove ourselves from a dangerous situation. If you're standing on the train track and you feel the rumble of that train in the tracks and you hear the roar of the whistle and, 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 and you see that train coming down and your heart starts beating fast, man, you've got the clues that you need to get out of the way, get off the track. So fear can be a, a, a good thing sometimes, convinces us to take action to remove ourselves from a dangerous situation. However, when we perceive a danger that's unreal, or when we perceive a danger that's not as bad as we perceive it to be, the distress can be strong enough to make us act irrationally. The distress can also show up as increased heart rates, heavier breathing, sweating, shaking, etc., etc. We can go on and on with that. And so much of our fear is just a mental thing. It's a mental thing. We go over something in our minds. We go over it, over it, and over it, and over the thing so much in our minds. And all we seem to come up with are negative outcomes. So fear takes over. It's our perception in our minds. Some people manage their fear. Some people are able to manage it. And some people are paralyzed by fear. And in situations like this pandemic... There are some people who perceive that leaving the house, uh, 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 leaving the house makes catching the virus so much more likely until they choose to remain at home and inside 24-7. That's an irrational response brought about by that person's perception. And as is the case so often here on Marriage and Family Clinic, you have to know when to bring in a third party. If these situations are getting the best of you, it's time to bring in a third party. So that's depression. I'm, I'm, excuse me. That's fear. That is fear. The distress we feel because we perceive danger in a person, thing, or situation. The perception of danger. And anxiety. Anxiety is the distress we feel when we think about some things, get close to some things, or when we face some situations. That's anxiety. We just go into a, a, a frenzy. We're just becoming distressed when we even think about some things or get close to some things or people or face some situations. People who are overcome with sudden attacks of fear, they're experiencing anxiety. As a matter of fact, we call it an anxiety attack. It's an anxiety attack. All right? So some people start getting distressed when they're on their way to the doctor's office. Haven't even gotten there yet. They're on their way and they start breathing hard. <gasps> they start breathing hard. Or when they see the needle, we're going to take some blood. When they see the needle, they get distressed. That's anxiety. Some people feel distressed when they think about taking a test. They just shut down. They haven't even arrived at school yet, but they're thinking about taking a test. And when we live in a constant state of fear, when we live in a constant state of near fear, and almost anything tips us over into fear, that's anxiety. And there are many things that will raise the perception of danger and the reality of danger just does not exist. It's not real. It's not real. 
There's nothing to fear from taking a test. More often than not, there's nothing to fear from a needle being stuck in us to receive a shot or to give blood. But our perception of the danger forms the reality, stirs up the fear and anxiety. All right? And then there is stress. Oh, my goodness. There is stress. You know, stress is an internal response that we feel based on some external circumstance, some external situation, some external condition or even requirement. Something going on outside of us impacts how we feel on the inside. Something going on outside of us motivates an internal response. External things such as job loss, bills, relationship woes, relationship troubles, other circumstances, all those things place stress on us. These external things impose an internal pressure on us. And that's stress, folks. That is stress. Think about all the hats a single parent wears trying to care for multiple children trying to work a job to provide for himself or herself and the children, got to pay those bills. And then here comes COVID-19 and the pandemic. This single parent has to work that job, but now the children can't go to school. What in the world does he or she do? Is that going to make an extra bill now that I have to pay for child care? Or if the children are of age where they can almost take care of themselves, do, does the single parent risk leaving the children home by themselves all day long while he or she goes to work? These are all external circumstances that impose an internal pressure on that single parent. And all of those things work together to bring about that stress in the single parent. Listen, I'm presenting this information during this episode because too often we feel things in our minds and our bodies, but we ignore them. We know something's going on. We don't feel like going outside. Depression. We're scared of everything. Fear. We've got anxiety and stress. I'm about stressed out. I'm about stressed out. You know how it sounds. It may be our pride, it may be our stubbornness, and sometimes it's denial that won't allow us to accept that something is, something is not right. Something out of the ordinary is going on. And there are some folks who know something is going on, but won't go to the doctor because of their financial situation. They're not bleeding and nothing is broke, so they're not going to the doctor. They don't have medical insurance. They don't have money to pay the copay. Whatever the circumstance may be, whatever the situation may be, they're not going. They figure they can just handle this. I'll feel better. i just get some sleep tonight. I know these situations are real. Here's the important message behind all of this, what I'm saying to you today. As you traverse your course of life, things can pile up on you, catch you off guard. And while you're wearing all these hats, pressures are mounting up. And unbeknownst to you, they're mounting up and they're beginning to weigh heavy on you. 
Your body continually makes adjustments that you never know about in order to cope with and handle all these intense and extreme emotional experiences. Your body is handling it and you don't know there are changes going on in your body. Some of these adjustments come in the form of weight gain, weight loss, changes in physical appearance. Have you ever said to anybody, you sure look dark around the eyes? There's an impact on your hair, on your nails. There's body aches and pains. For some people, there are internal adjustments that we're never aware of until it's too late. And here's where we have to be careful. There comes a point when your body has done all it can do to adjust and cope with the pressures and it just can't make any more adjustments. Then there's the heart attack, the stroke, the anxiety attack. For some, a nervous breakdown. Now comes, now comes the extreme reaction. When your body just overloads and can't take it anymore, it's going to shut down, folks. Sirs and ma'ams, brothers and sisters, we have to take care of our physical and our mental health. And so much the more so during this pandemic. We must be aware of this so that we can take care of ourselves and take care of the ones we love. Because they love us also. And it just wouldn't be fair for us not to care for ourselves when they're loving on us. And I want to share what's probably the most important and the main truth here. The emotional responses, the emotional responses and outcomes I've described here. They're really boiling down to a lack of faith. Especially the non-biologically based responses. We're talking about a lack of faith, folks. When we look around at our world, the pandemic, political chaos, racial discord, violence, economy and turmoil, we can't help but be depressed, fearful, full of anxiety, under a lot of stress. If you're not trusting in God, that's exactly what's going to happen with you. If you don't have somewhere to put your faith, that's exactly What's going to happen to you? So the number one highest priority, the answer for life right now is trust God. Hey, I've got to get out of here. I've done. Appreciate you joining me. Hope we've said something to encourage you today. Listen, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know if this meant anything to you, if it did anything for you. Uh, I will see you next week, the same time, same channel. We hope to hear from you. Remember, if you want to hear it or, or again, just search for my podcast. Go to iTunes or click that little purple podcast player on your smart device. Search The CD Hodges. You'll find marriage and family. Family clinic. Got to get out of here. Appreciate being with you. God bless you. Until next week, we'll see you.